Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to day two of Bay Curious Prop Fest. We're going through the 12 statewide propositions on the ballot this year. That's one prop per episode. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Let's get to it. Today, we'll take on the contentious Proposition 15, which would raise the property tax assessments on many commercial properties around the state. Local governments and school boards love this one. They see dollar signs. But businesses, not so keen. Here's the title of the prop as you'll see it on your ballot. Proposition 15 increases funding for public schools, community colleges, and local government services by changing tax assessment of commercial and industrial property. Billions of dollars are on the line with this one. We'll get into who would pay and where that money goes today on the show. It's Proposition 15, Commercial Property Tax. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Before we can unpack Proposition 15, we first need to understand how commercial and industrial property tax in California works now. And to do that, we have to venture back 42 years. Yeah, well, you have to go back to like 1977, 78, Olivia. This is KQED politics and government editor Scott Schaefer. Back then, Jimmy Carter was president, Jerry Brown was governor the first time, and the inflation rate was high, like really high. Inflations hit the standard of living particularly hard here, and soaring property taxes have been a major factor. And at that time, property taxes were based on the value of your house. Uh, And so 
people who were having, you know, living on fixed incomes like senior citizens were having a hard time paying their property taxes. And some of them were actually losing their homes. And so this created a movement. I am forming the American tax reduction movement for the United States. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Network uh, with Peter Finch. He plays this anchorman, Howard Beale. And the uh, I'm sure you've seen this clip where he throws open the window of his apartment and he screams out, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Well, that's what was happening in California about property taxes in the late 1970s. Proposition 13 gets placed on the California ballot, and it does a few things. It taxes properties based on their 1976 values, or their purchase price if the home was bought after 1978. Then it says, hey, homeowners, we're not going to raise your property tax assessment any more than 2% each year. Even if your home appreciates by 5% year over year, we're going to pretend it was only 2% or less for tax purposes. And lastly, Prop 13 says property tax can be no more than 1% of a home's value. And the purpose of this amendment is to reduce the amount of money that government takes in in taxes because we think the only way you can cut spending is to not give them the money in the first place. Proposition 13 is passed into law by a huge margin. Proposition 13 caused what may be a record voter turnout. So if you've owned property for, you know, since the 1970s, your property tax bill has gone up a lot more slowly than others who bought the property since then. A 2009 study found that since it went into effect, Prop 13 has reduced taxes in the state by about $528 billion in aggregate. That's good news for property owners, right? But it's not good news for local governments and school districts whose budgets depend on those property taxes. All right, Scott, so if Prop 13 was originally written with homeowners in mind, how did all these commercial properties end up benefiting? Since 1850, all property in California was taxed the same way, whether it was residential property or commercial property or agriculture property. Prop 13, it didn't change. It didn't divide up different kinds of property. It just changed the the way they were taxed. Okay, so we get to this point where we're at today, where I know there's some pretty big, notable companies that have gotten away with paying relatively small tax bills. Tell us about them. There are some companies that are particularly benefiting from that tax structure. One of them is Disneyland. Its tax is being based on 1975 property values in Anaheim. One study showed that in 2004, so it's a little ways back, but you get the idea, Disneyland was paying five cents per square foot in taxes. Now, if the land was reassessed, they would pay a whole lot more than that to Orange County. Right here in the Bay Area, Intel has a plot of land in the heart of Silicon Valley, and it has a current value of about $2.50 per square foot. That's what the property is valued at. Well, A professional office center right across the street uh, was assessed recently at $126 per square foot, so 50 times more. That's what they're paying property tax on, while Intel is paying on just a tiny fraction of that. So that's the inequity uh, that some people see and that they think Prop 15 will address. Okay, so that's how everything is working right now. How would Prop 15, which is what we're voting on this year, change things? 
Okay. So the phrase that's used is it would create a split role. Right now, there's one role for property taxes, commercial property and residential, all treated the same. Prop 15 would create a split role. It would split off commercial property. And instead of taxing it based on what the owners paid for it, it would be reassessed and it would be taxed based on current market value, which is going to be a lot higher, especially if that property has been owned for a long time. And so that would generate between six and a half and eleven and a half billion dollars a year that would go back to the counties. So it would go 60% of that would go to local governments for local services and 40% of it would go to school districts and community colleges to spend uh, as they see fit. And what's the rollout timeline? I mean, would it be like the day after the election, suddenly, you know, everyone's tax bill goes up? No, not at all. Uh, So it would begin to be phased in uh, in 2022 because it's going to take some time for counties to kind of ramp up for this. They have to hire more assessors. They have to decide how to prioritize properties. And then it would be fully phased in by 2025. And so is this going to hit, you know, commercial and industrial properties uniformly, whether you're sort of a small business or, yeah, someone like Intel? No. Uh, I mean, first of all, it, the way the law is written, if your property is worth less, $3 million or less, it's not going to be affected at all. But here's the caveat. If you own, let's say you own four pieces of property that are worth $2 million each, uh, that's $8 million. And so then those properties would be reassessed. They look at what is the total holding of the, the person who owns it, not just any single property, but what's the total that they own. And if it's above $3 million, then it would, it would in fact trigger a reassessment. And what about agriculture? Agriculture land is exempted from, from this. So just as residential property is, ag property is. But, you know, this is opposed by the Farm Bureau and it's opposed by a lot of ag groups because they feel that although the land itself may not be reassessed, that other things like apple trees or grapes or almond trees or, uh, you know, improvements that they make to the property, that that could trigger a reassessment. So they don't quite believe uh, that, in fact, farms and, you know, ranchers will be held harmless. Scott, I know one big question that people will have is how will these changes impact homeowners? Well, that's a good question. And the answer is it doesn't affect homeowners at all. Um, Those rules for property taxes will be exactly the same as they are now. So that won't change at all. All right. Let's now get into who is supporting Prop 15 and why. Well, this measure was put on the ballot uh, by unions, organized labor, in particular the teachers union, they've put a lot of money into this. And part of the reason is that Prop 13, back in, again, 42 years ago, uh, really reduced the amount of money that was going to schools because property tax money goes to school districts. And so teachers unions feel that because of, you know, large class sizes, uh, inability to hire teachers because of the cost of living in California, that all these things uh, – mean that that this infusion of money that would come from Prop 15 would really be good for for schools. You know, and it's it's also being endorsed by a long list of prominent Democrats, including Governor Gavin Newsom, who endorsed it recently, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders has weighed in. He supports it. A number of local mayors like London Breed and Libby Schaff. And then there's some sort of advocacy groups like the Sierra Club and the ACLU that also endorse Prop 15. Who is opposing the prop so far? Well, not surprisingly, it's uh, it's business groups, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, Black and Hispanic Chambers of Commerce, uh, the Republican Party. Uh, and of course, they're saying, look, we're in the middle of a recession. Uh, 
It's hard enough to do business in California already with regulation and other kinds of taxes. Uh, and now you want to raise taxes on businesses that is at a time when so many businesses are just struggling to keep the doors open. Um, so, you know, that that's an argument that they're making now because of the economic situation. Now, if it'd be interesting to know, and we will never know, but, you know, what would their argument be if the pandemic hadn't happened and the economy was still roaring? Um, but, you know, as it turns out, it's a pretty good argument uh, for some voters, given that, uh, you know, the, the economy is in fact struggling. Now, I don't think people will be surprised, but because there is so much money on the line here, that also means that this is shaping up to be one of the most expensive props that we'll be voting on this year. Tell us a little bit about the campaign finance and how that's uh, shaken out so far. Yeah. So as of late September, early October, the yes side has raised a little bit more money, $40 million, roughly $30 million for the no side. So they're pretty evenly funded. The thing is, Olivia, it's hard to break through to voters in this climate where we've got so much focus on the presidential election, the pandemic, the Supreme Court, wildfires. And so what we've seen actually in some recent polling is that there's an unusually high level of undecided voters um, because they – they don't know much about these ballot measures because it, it just they don't there's not enough time in the day really to learn about so many things especially when you're people are you know focused on and preoccupied with other things yeah there's a lot to be focused on so right much now. way too much <laughs> well Scott Schaefer thank you so much for stopping by uh, really just appreciate you walking us through this one yeah always happy to talk to you a vote yes on Proposition 15 says, barring some exemptions, you want commercial and industrial properties taxed according to their current market value rather than their original purchase price. A no vote means things stay the same and properties should continue to be taxed based on their purchase price, with annual increases equal to the rate of inflation or 2%, whichever is lower. We'll be back on Monday with our episode on Proposition 16, which is about affirmative action in the state. Big Curious Prop Fest is produced by Katrina Schwartz, Rob Spate, and me, Olivia Allen Price, with a big assist from the whole KQED newsroom. You can find more of their in-depth coverage at kqed.org slash elections. Bay Curious has made it member-supported KQED in San Francisco. If you're finding PropFest helpful, do us a solid and share it with a friend. Thanks so much. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. 
Thanks.